0: Hello and welcome all to the Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host Taylor Eaves, alongside my other co-host Jacob Dupree aka the Commissioner and welcome to episode 73. Uh, just real quick, it's been a minute since we've done this. Um, we are a dynasty focused podcast with a redraft kick. Um, gotta get that in there every once but in a while. It's dynasty
1: season baby! It is off-season. dynasty season time it to is. start looking at rookie recruits from the freaking third round you're gonna draft that's gonna make your team better a la alvin camara maybe right and you know five five
0: a.m five thirty in the morning you're just like watching <laughs> youtube of like routes and breaking down of stuff and be like wait was that really ryan day's offense or was that more <laughs> chris olave beating the cornerback and then you go into this like other rabbit hole of okay, but how good is Iowa's defensive backs historically? <laughs> I mean, Mespe listen, King was good, but does that mean <laughs> overall that this class is good?
1: I've already been unfortunately <laughs> watching um, oh, what's his name from Arkansas, Traylon Burks. I've already unfortunately been watching some of his routes, and let's just say he's pretty raw in talent. Very talented. Yep. Pretty, pretty raw in talents. <laughs> Need you know, some help. You know who else they said that about? DK Metcalf. <laughs> okay, you're not helping your points at all. <laughs> I never I said that I was. I don't care if he had a screw removed from his foot from apparently an off-season surgery. Like, I don't care. Uh huh. Uh
0: huh.
1: But yeah, hey, how, how, how you been, man? It's been a minute. We, uh, they had the Super Bowl, which that was a lot of fun. I mean, my stomach is still digesting copious amounts of wings, little smokies, you know, pizza, the like. It's I great. still
0: have three quarters of a cookie cake that I'm eating through. Um, I, I, I told the wife, I was like, give me to the end of the week. And then whatever we
1: don't eat, you know. Yeah. It's, it's like, listen, my stomach says yes, but my diet says no. Because we have a lot of cookies here too. So I'm just like, oh, we have like 15 cookies. Yeah, I'm just going to take one of these today. I'll eat another one tomorrow and... See it's what fine. happens. It's fine. It's
0: February. I don't I don't need to be somewhat looking okay till 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 March.
1: Exactly. The time to actually start trying is like the end of this month, you know, when it starts to warm up a little bit. Right. And then you're like checking your blood sugar levels. I'm like, oh dead, gum it. All right. Dude, okay. no joke. My body knows when I get home because all of a sudden my blood sugar drops out. So I'm like, I gotta have some like a small scoop of peanut butter or something <laughs> like that, like get a, a cookie. small sandwich. Yeah. I avoid cookies as much as I can. I'm but balancing not when they scare out, me in the though. face.
0: I balance it out, eat a protein bar, and then you end the end the day with a little bit of cookie cake and, and a nice glass of milk. That's what there I do. There you
1: go. There you go. Listen, next thing you, you know, you're just gonna start freezing it. Put the cookies, freeze no, it, no, dip it, eat no. it. Get some vanilla ice cream. Make a cookie shake. Oh, oh, oh. oh there you, you go. You can tell we're hungry, ladies and
0: gentlemen. I am um, very hungry. But yeah, uh, neither here nor there. The Super Bowl was amazing. It was a great game. Um, people were kind of. You know, I, in our, in the group or on uh, media, it was just kind of like, eh, you know, it kind of stunk because it was a defensive game. And I'm like, no, you got everything. You had you had, you had the big plays. You had the defensive stars being able to show themselves. The quarterbacks showed out. It was a good game. It was a good game. It came down to the end. Props to Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald. Um, the Rams proved that, you know, if you're willing, to go all out, which they did. They brought a dude out of retirement, and Eric Weddle. I, I mean, we'll get into it in the recap, but it was just amazing to see uh, the game. And props to the Bengals. They had a, you know...
1: They, they did have, good. They have,
0: they have nothing to, uh,
1: to be... No, I mean, the I thing is, is that, is that you know, I feel like their Super Bowl performance is relying... <clears throat> is basically mostly based on one very questionable defensive holding on Logan Wilson on Cooper Cup. Right. I mean... Yes, there was the T. Higgins thing, but I did see a good thing, um, expl- explanation by one. I think it was like John Steratore or someone like that. They said typically whenever it's the motion of like the hand that's just extending, they don't, they're not going to call a face mask because he was obviously turned around looking at the football the whole time. Mm-hmm. They say they call it whenever the head snaps the other direction because that means he actually got a tug. Right. So regardless if that didn't get called and, you know, the very questionable defensive pass interference on Logan Wilson, like it happened. The Bengals had a great performance. They showed up. They showed out. Jamar Chase was solid. He did what we thought he would do. He was very good. He shook loose. And even if you watch that fourth down play, if Joe Burrow has about half a second more to plant and throw, Jalen Ramsey was on the ground about 10 yards behind him. Yeah, no, it was it was crazy. Uh, and he got burned
0: a couple of times. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that in a bit. Aaron Donald was magnificent, um, but we actually have some fallout from the Super Bowl that we needed to discuss um, for news of the week. Um, OBJ tore his ACL, poor guy. Um, You know, best of luck to him and his recovery. It was the same ACL that he tore a few years ago. Um, You know, he had two catches for 52 yards and a touchdown, I believe. Um, He was on
1: his way to a big game before that happened because he was shaking loose
0: and getting free and those shiny pearl Nike Nike cleats that he was wearing the $200,000
1: diamond studded cleats. That's why. <laughs> that is why you got to like, stick with the brace the base like $150 pair if you're an NFL player. during no, high school like you know seventy dollars <laughs> <laughs> Uh but yeah, so I think they
0: said early reports is, is that he may be ready to go in December. He's about Ish. to be 30. It's going to be interesting if you're a dynasty owner. I would say if you have them, throw a waiver out there, put him in the IR, let him sit there on on the shelf for the year. It it could get interesting. I'm just saying because the last bit that we saw of him, he was playing good and progressing well. So I think from Mm -hmm. a positive standpoint, you can put a flyer out there and it's not going to hurt you in the long run.
1: And he did say that he would give the Rams a hometown discount because, you know, he said he loves it there. And also, hey, Taylor, uh, how many touchdown catches did Odell Beckham have with the Rams in his total time? Uh, was it four? Uh, he, I think it was seven. Wow. How many, okay. how many touchdown catches did he have during his entire tenure with the Browns? I think he had six. It wasn't a lot. It was seven. Oh, wow. So well, oh, well. in like, yeah. <laughs> in like what? Half a year with the Rams, he already matched his total touchdowns. Yep. I think that's, that leads. obviously we know they played two different styles of offense, but also I think that leads to, he knows his role with the Rams. It's Cooper Cup is Mac Daddy. I am Lowell Jr. When he was with the Browns, he could throw the fit because he was the best receiver, but now he's not. But if he's if you see him on waivers this offseason, like Taylor said, float out a small fab bid to try to pick him up, slip him on your IR, because you don't know what's going to happen. Like if, it's, if it comes out he retires, big whoop, you lose like five bucks worth of fab. But if it comes out that, hey, he's progressing well, he's going to play by October. You might have a secret la- like late season surge with ODB coming in.
0: Yeah. It, it, it may be one of those cam acres things, you know, where, where they come in solid, which by the way, we were talking, we were texting during the game. Shock, shock. Um, <laughs> you know, we were talking about Daryl Henderson and, and cam acres, which, you know, they really didn't have the running game, but they had some solid catches there. So that's definitely something that you're going to need to, that they'll need to adjust for next year. But, the, the future is bright for that, uh, backfield and, uh, you know, Congrats to you on that take for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, dab dab actually dabbed everybody. <laughs> um, and then the next piece of news is the, uh, retirement rumors. Yes. Oof. Rumors. Um, Aaron Donald is potentially retiring. And then their head coach, Sean McVay, who is the, um, uh, has the NFL record now for youngest head coach ever at the age of 36, to win a Super Bowl as a head coach is potentially thinking about retiring and going um, John Gruden-esque, retiring early, going into the booth. Um, So that will be very interesting to see what happens there. um, If he ends up leaving, I know that Amazon, Jeffrey Bezos and company is willing to throw the bag at anybody. You know, there was rumors that Troy Aitman was going to go there and he wants a bigger salary than Tony Romo. Shock, shock. But if you can get Sean McVay, I mean that's huge, and my my re- response to all it, that is, is this is going to be great Cowboys head coaching candidates for 2023 between him, Dan Quinn, and um, shoot the other one, um, Sean Payton. You are a Cowboys fan, always the optimist. <laughs> always the optimist. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not feeling McCarthy. I it sounded better in my head.
1: I thought it was going to be a nice, funny joke, but you're. But it's true because there is. <laughs> listen, every Cowboys fan everywhere is thinking, "Yeah, that happens." We're we're the Cowboys. We're look at our name. Look what we got. And we're just like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Also, see what happens to you know Zeke, Dak, Amari, that offensive line with another year. Ugh.
0: No, probably the most Cowboys thing is that Sean McVay does go to the booth and then he wants to come back and he turns down the Cowboys and he goes the, because to of the, the commanders,
1: quote unquote.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't announce that. So the Washington football team will now be known as the Washington Commanders. Um, Interesting name. I'm pretty sure the Arena Football League team was named that was the Washington Commanders. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's nobody likes it, especially I think it was John Riggins, you know, the guy who led the league with rushing in 83 and 84. And I think he got the Super Bowl MVP in 1983 when the Washington then Redskins won They were going to make like a John Riggins version Jersey, but he said, no, 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 no. I hate the name. Hate everything about this. Don't put me anywhere near it. (laughs) He's like, it took you two years to come up with commanders. Were you dropped on a head? And whenever you walked outside and said, commander.
0: Right. And, and they were, their defensive, it was, it was a trademark issue to which I'm like, you could have gotten Red Wolves. You could have it, got Red Wolves. That would have been so good. I don't know if anyone named the Red Wolves, mate. Like, I know there's the Wolf Pack with North Carolina State, but isn't it's not there, the Red Arkansas. Wolf.
1: Isn't Arkansas State the Red Wolves? Yeah, but I'm sure they could have figured something out. You could have paid Arkansas State for the name, okay? I I agree.
0: Um, but it it is what it is. I get it. It's the state, you know. It's the the nation's capital. The commander's commander in chief. I I get the play on the name, but it's it's gonna be weird i mean shoot they could have been called the commodores i would have preferred that
1: well yeah i mean what are you gonna do it's like yeah let's go commando i'm just like okay that's got another (laughs) thing to it like let's go commies i'm like okay yeah that makes a lot of sense in the capital like we're supposed to be the leader of the free world yeah i don't i don't know how that that short name
0: would go so jacob my question to you rabbit trail squirrel um do you think Aaron Donald and Sean McVay are going to ride off in the sunset and retire and make this movie ending, you know, come true? Or, you know, what do you,
1: what's your gut feeling right now about those? Let's put it in perspective. Like Aaron Donald is arguably the best defensive lineman the NFL has ever seen. He's only been in the league for eight years. He's been in the pro bowl for eight years. He's been all pro for seven years. He's won the defensive player of the year multiple times. Uh, He three times, there it is. He is, uh, he said before the Super Bowl, he said the last thing that he needed to kind of complete his legacy to its entirety is win a Super Bowl. Well, they won a Super Bowl. So, and I mean, if you're him, you're just like, what more do I have to accomplish? I think he will come back. Just kind of the status of the team still says that they can still potentially run it back and win it next year because depending on what they do in free agency, they could be pretty good. Um. So, at him, I'm a little bit more, like, reserved on thinking he will actually retire. Now, Sean McVay, I actually kind of am leaning that he pr- might retire. But, I mean, it's like he's 30, what, six? Yeah, he's 36. I don't
0: – and then my it's, question to that is who would be the head coach?
1: Probably they'd have to hire from within. I don't think they'd go outside. But, I mean, Sean McVay, like – because he mentioned this even before the year, like, you know, how he has other priorities and stuff like that. And kind of for him, too, like, now he's done what – what 54 other people in the planet can say they've done win a Super Bowl, and even less than that. Cause Bill Belichick has like 12 of them, <laughs> but, but it's a very select group. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Like I kind of, I would lean more towards buying Sean McVay retiring instead of Aaron Donald, because as a player, you have a shorter tenure of the possibility to play as a coach. You can coach until you're croaking over. I mean, look at freaking Kansas state. They've had the same coach since like the seventies. <laughs> good old bill snyder snyder never dies
0: snyder never dies and moving into an nfc west uh divisional rival kyler murray though you fame, um is having a controversy going on so i had originally heard about this through the rich eisen show but apparently he scrubbed his instagram which apparently that's a thing it's a very Um, gen z thing
1: to do looking at you bruce (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, he scrubbed his instagram and then the cardinals scrubbed their instagram which by the way for our i actually had to go look this up because i had no idea what they meant by scrubbing i thought that meant they just like logged off or you know deleted the account or something no no, no, you no. It, old just, man. it just means that they move all the pictures away sorry i'm trying to build my career and you know focus on family life sorry boo <laughs> um so, yeah, apparently that's scrubbing all your pictures and sending a quote-unquote statement to a, an individual or a company. So, in this case, he was sending it to the Cardinals because it was only a picture of him at the Pro Bowl and then him winning the Heisman. Uh, ironically, it was a Pro Bowl picture with him with uh, CeeDee Lamb. So, apparently he's upset with the whole dynamic there. You know, he pulled himself out at the end of that awful, awful Monday night uh, playoff game against the Rams, the super bowl champion uh los angeles rams when they lost 34 to 11 he threw like two interceptions i believe he was 19 for 39 or 19 for 37 it was including that gross uh, underhanded pick six yeah it was gross um so i know that he's frustrated but it's just this is not the way to go about it and and then now the cardinals are leaking stuff about how immature he is and different things and I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And that's probably me speaking with my heart, not my mind on, on a lot of that. But if I was in his position of a 24 or 25 year old in an entire state in this instance, or an entire fan base, not only the Cardinals, but also the the sooner nation is on his back and they're criticizing him for how he's playing that, that can be a lot. And, and the stress can get to you on stuff like that. And so, you know, if he's wanting his way on this, it, it, Bears, you know, very similar to other quarterbacks. Uh, I digress, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's other quarterbacks in this league that has shown this before uh, to be able to get their way. They also kind of, I guess, describe this um, kind of the NBA player mentality mindset, which I feel like some of that uh, was very similar to Deshaun Watson when he was having his concerns with the Houston Texans um, a while back. That was like, what, two years ago now at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens with that situation. They were talking about that. He may try to force a trade, all of these other things. I'm really hoping cooler heads prevail as we get to the new league year here, starting in March with the free agency and how they're going to rebuild this team. So Jacob, my question to you is, is how do you see this
1: situation kind of falling out? So to speak. I mean, the, you have to operate that everything will end up perfectly fine. That Kyler will still play in Arizona. That still is going to be a high-powered offense. You know, with him at the helm of it. You know, give him De- DeAndre Hopkins back. Give him some another weapon on the outside. Like, don't do him like the Packers have done Aaron Rodgers. Okay, give him another receiver out there to throw to. Gosh dang it, someone who's not you know five foot seven like Rondell Moore, who's <laughs> very gadgety. But we've been I've if you want to hear that just go way back to our last season, like draft catalog to hear me say he's a worthless pick almost. Um, yeah. That was like well, in may, I believe it was way back when, but All I feel the like machine. I feel like Kyler, he has some valid points. Like they are kind of scapegoating him, but at the same time, I mean, you played like crap. What for one reason or another, you played like garbage and, As the leader of a franchise team, you should never ask out of a game. And that's my humble opinion as a nobody from Oklahoma. But like he, Colt McCoy, because there's a quote that Colt McCoy walked over, there was encouraging Kyler was like, hey, man, you got to get out there, finish the game out with your team, go lead them, even though this sucks. And Kyler was like, no, I'm not going back in, screw this. Like that's sort of a tantrum.
0: Yeah, it's that's that's it's hot not a, garbage. It's,
1: it's not a good look. And the thing is, is you know, in the back of his head, he's thinking, I'm only 25, I could always go back to baseball. I mean, like, I could be a second baseman for another 15 years. Yeah. And so, and if yeah. he doesn't even get paid like his contract that he's looking for, however, this breaks, it could be bad, but off like you anticipate him to be back next season. You might send out a low ball trade offer to the Kyler Murray manager to see if they're that worried about it just to see because what happens if, Um, but at the same time, like it's, it's on the back of the mind that you have to be thinking about whenever it comes, like, especially dynasty trades, as we move into the off season, yeah. if you're trying to acquire Kyler Murray, all of a sudden your price just lowered because there is uncertainty, although it might be kind of far out there, it's uncertainty nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And so like, you you don't you can't really sell him right now unless, you know, more comes out later on that it, it's actually an issue. But I mean, I think it's just Kyler Murray throwing a temper tantrum like a six-year-old. The Cardinals are, are didn't handle it well. They did kind of push him out there and blame him for a little bit. Because at the same time, I mean, it's two years in a row where they were rolling, looking like one of the best teams in the NFL, and then all of a sudden they fall apart in the second half. Now, is that players or is that coaching? That's yeah, that's a conversation for another day, but once again, I think everything will be fine. Hold on to them. If you know someone who's got them, send them a low-ball trade offer because what if they accept? And stay tuned because um, obviously we'll cover this as more develops. Oof, he had a QBR eight in that yeah. playoff game. Yeah. Oof. it's Oof. Yeah.
0: Um, and then the last bit of news here, it's a little bit of good news here. Um, for Tennessee Titan, Titans fans, Mike Vrabel, the reigning coach of the year, um, And the GM have re-signed, have signed an extension with the Tennessee Titans. So I think this is great for them. I know that the playoffs didn't end the way that they were hoping it it would. Um, You know, they were expecting to to go to the Super Bowl. They got, you know, King Henry back. Uh, But I think that team is in a really good situation. Um, You know, they had the number one AFC uh, seed without their most dominant offensive player for most of the year. Um, it's going to be interesting because there's been the rumor mill talking about, you know, they may try to trade Ryan Tannehill, get Aaron Rodgers down there to Nashville. But I don't really, honestly, see that happening. I could see them going for another quarterback. That system does not does not fit Aaron Rodgers. No, it does not fit because Mike Vrabel's a no BS coach, regardless of how thro- far he can throw it, and, and Aaron Rodgers is
1: eighty percent BS.
0: No, that's true. That's true. And he, even if and even if, you know, Aaron was quipping or whatever it was, Mike Vrabel may surely just like kick the crap out of you.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's a big boy. He
0: could still bring the pain. I mean, during the playoff game uh, against uh, the Patriots, him and Tom Brady were trash talking and Mike was like he, you know how this is going to go. Like, don't <laughs> just don't stop. walk over here, Tom. I don't care how many Super Bowls you've won. And of course, you know, they ended up winning that game, that last playoff game with the Patriots. I'm sure, you know, Tom's getting the last laugh on that, but it's just kind of funny to see like Mike doesn't care who you are. Mm-mm. It's like, no, 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 This is my domain. Shut up and, and do what I do what I say. Cause I got this figured out. I mean, even Bill Belichick, it was like, "Yeah, I respect you, coach, but uh, screw you. I, I'm I'm going to win, and that's how we're going to do it." And yeah. oh yeah, not only that, I'm going to use your tricks and giggles against you, and you're going to hate it. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that is the wrap up of the news. The next thing I want to get into here is the NFL honors happened before the Super Bowl. So a couple of things here, we'll kind of point it out. So I had just mentioned Mike Vrabel was Coach of the Year. Uh defensive rookie of the year was Micah Parsons. Um, offensive rookie was Jamar Chase, and then overall rookie of the year went to Jamar Chase. And one of, the, one of the big reasons he was able to win it was because Joe Burrow, who won comeback player of the year, beating out Dak Prescott, uh, which apparently that was a shock to a lot of people. Why? I, I honestly don't see how it was. I, I that was like a big news topic here for a couple, you know, right before the Super Bowl, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, really? Mm. We have the Super Bowl coming up and we're talking about how Dak Prescott lost out comeback player of the year. I can tell you how he lost it. Um, he lost in the playoffs. There you go. End of story. <laughs> he didn't look pretty doing it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was great. The Dak had a great season, but once again, Cowboys do what they do. They lose in the playoffs. And anyways,
1: I don't want to get back into it, but there you go. Do I need to like send like some Kleenexes to your door for the tears that are about to start flowing? Are you? Okay? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, um, just making sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. The Walter Payton Award winner was Andrew Whitworth, who uh, is officially guy. now the, yeah, I mean, how, how can you not? I love that entire story there. Um, he's now officially the oldest player still in the NFL currently. He's Until they retired. 40, 40 years old, uh, played left tackle, um, ironically, was drafted by the Bengals, and mm-hmm. was they, they cut bait on him, and he signed with
1: the Rams. Fun fact, I saw a very interesting fact with him. So he has won three state titles when he was in high school, one national title in high school. He won a national championship with LSU, I believe. Mm -hmm. Now he's won the Super Bowl. And I think he's played over like 16,000 snaps, 20,000, like something like that. How many sacks has he allowed in six? We'll just say 16,000 snaps. How many sacks has Andrew Whitworth allowed? Even even the
0: best to play. I'll say 28. You're way off. Oh, (laughs) you got another
1: guess? 12. Still (laughs) off. Four. Nine. Wow. Wow. Nine. I'm looking up to make sure. That's impressive. He was so good. (laughs) That that's amazing. I'm trying to vet this real quick, but yeah, I saw that stat and I was just like, holy crap. Something else.
0: A lot of Rams uh won uh awards uh obviously. Uh Cooper Cup won offensive player of the year. He actually got a vote for MVP. And then of course the MVP was Aaron Rodgers. Shocker winning his fourth. Uh he's now just behind one. Um, of course, Peyton Manning has won five MVPs. So um Aaron threw two interceptions his first game and then after that he went 37 touchdowns to two picks the rest of the year that's just insane so he had 37 touchdowns to four interceptions his touchdown interception ratio ratio overall career-wise mm-hmm. is just off off the charts ridiculous um so, you know, good for him. They won. Uh, obviously, they're disappointed that they didn't win the Super Bowl or, you know, even get past the 49ers. A lot of Packers fans feel like it slipped away. I remember uh, watching the Pat McAfee show, a couple of highlights there. You know, uh, I believe his name is Ty. <laughs> He's the one, uh, if you've ever seen it, go look it up. Just look at Pat McAfee show, um, Jordan Love pick. And this dude who's like a diehard Packer fan just loses it. When Jordan Love is drafted. So obviously a huge Aaron Rodgers defender loves the guy. And you know, he he was very honest about the team, about how they just let this year slip away. So mm-hmm. it's great that he's won the award. He's got a Super Bowl championship, but you know who else has a Super Bowl championship? Matthew Stafford. So um, the, the, the
1: forgotten child of Detroit.
0: Yeah, to uh, to think about that. And then, of course, Bruce, don't worry. I know you're screaming through the screen right now. No, I did not forget who defensive player of the year is. So just pipe it down Sit back down, sit back down. And Kelton, I don't know if there's kicker of the year award, but if there is, please. Oh, wait. Clutch performer was Justin Tucker. So for think a 66-yard field
1: goal that doinked in.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think they have the kicker of the year award. Um, so, Kelton, you may want to look into that. But, yeah, Justin Tucker obviously had the clutch kick. It was, what, 67
1: yards in Detroit? It was 66. That boinked off of the bottom crossbar that just so happened to flip in. So, I remember we made a big deal. It was like, the Lions could conceivably right now be like four, five, and one, which technically means they should have won. They should be like five and five or whatever it was. Right, right. But man, it's I'm, I'm thankful that 2021 has come to a close because now it's dynasty draft prep season. It's making trades based off of what you think is going to happen and on and on it goes like it's I was texting Jance this earlier and we both had the same sentiment like dynasty offseason is my most favorite yet most hated thing because all of its projection, all of its conjecture. You never know. You want to trade, you know, top name guys for value while they have it. But what if they still have enough value for like three years? Oh, it's no. Like the next six months.
0: But yeah. Um, real quick. We still didn't say it. So, C. Bruce is probably still screaming through his screen. I, don't care.
1: I kind of don't leave him hanging.
0: Defensive. until. Like...
1: <laughs> do you want to nope. save it till the end? <laughs> I kind of do. Now nah, you, you can go ahead and say it. Defensive player. Nope, I change my mind. I change my mind again. Okay, you're fine. Do it. This, I'll, I'll be thrilled this time.
0: Pittsburgh Steelers TJ Watt. It was kind of fun to see JJ Watt, you know, be able to present the award to his brother, and you know they had some fun there with Aaron Donald and stuff. It was kind of awkward, honestly. I mean, it was kind of fun to see it, but it was also awkward to watch at the same time. But yeah, he uh, tied the uh, single season sack record at twenty two and a half. I believe he had four or five that Monday night game against the Browns. It was the last mm-hmm. Monday night game. I was just like, oh, this is so gross. Just <laughs> watching Baker getting destroyed. I think he got so, second ten times that game or nine it times. Was, it
1: wasn't pretty. That, that's why the Browns might draft a quarterback this offseason. Who said that? I, I mean, this if, room? <laughs> hey, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be
0: shocked, and I think it would do him some good to get a, a fresh start, in all honesty.
1: Yeah, I mean, where, where would he go, though? That's my question. Like, Okay, two, two seconds. If you're the Browns, you draft a quarterback, do you trade Baker? Do you outright cut him? Like, what, what, what do you do? I'll look up his contract, see how he, the, he, this he is. is year five.
0: They this is the contract year. Mm. And I'm concerned that he may go like full back and have a great year. And then they're going to have to give him $40 million, which I don't think that will be good for him or the
1: Browns in the overall career. Yeah, so he is 18.8 million dollars on the cap. So if yeah. they draft a quarterback, he's either getting traded or going nowhere. Ooh, rumor. The Colts might be trading or cutting Carson Wentz. What if the Colts acquire Baker? Uh, I think that'd be the same situation just better run.
0: The management's and, a better setup. I would and be, better I...
1: receivers he's got, you know, Michael Pittman out
0: there. Bigger targets at the very least. Um, I think it'd be a better option, uh, in my opinion. And not to mention Frank Wright has been good with quarterbacks for the most part, but I'm kind of losing faith in him after he got his golden (laughs) boy and Carson Wentz. So I don't I don't know. That would be interesting to like get his third quarterback in in Indiana. Third retread. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right. So Phillip retired you know, they're talking to Philip. Hey, are you sure you don't you want sure? to come out of retirement? Like you're all God, of 38. Come back, Philip. Billy, Billy, my man, come back in. <laughs> look, I know you're like fourth child is now just entering high school, but fourth? look, Oh, I was gonna say he has like 10 kids. <laughs> right, right. Um, and, and I understand you're too short of an offensive line, but look, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just kind of interesting to see what happens there. And I'm sure we'll most definitely talk about that more later on. Um, let's see. Did I miss any player? here? Of course, Cooper cup, triple crown winner, super bowl MVP. We'll get into that here in a bit. Um, greatest uh, statistically speaking. And I understand people are going to say Calvin Johnson had the best wide receiver season. Cause it was 16 seasons. And then of course the goat, Jerry rice, I get all of that, but we're talking about 2021. There was no better receiver, bar none, statistically speaking. I will. I I mean, it's true, but I will say Jamar had a pretty, I mean, because they were talking about who's going to have the better career, Jamar Cooper Cup,
1: and we can talk Talk about this later. Talk my language, baby.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Like, Jamar's 21, and he was uh, wrapping circles around uh, Jalen Ramsey. I understand but yeah, anyways, we'll, we'll get in that here in a bit. Do you, do you want to go to a commercial break or I'm kind of spazzing out here? Send it to the old commercial. All right. We'll be we'll be right back after these quick commercial break. Hello and welcome back to episode 73, our season one finale. I, I forgot to mention that on the first half. Surprise! Um, I've calmed down and I quit spazzing out. So now I can talk in a normal fashion, I believe. Give us about 10 minutes. Yeah, it gave me about 10 minutes. Um, so let's review Super Bowl 56 between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Our last recap for season 2021. Yes, I understand that Super Bowl was won in 2022, but it is for the 2021 season. It's about being consistent.
1: And after this, it's all dynasty questions. It's all rookie mock drafts. It's yep. all, you know, early projections for 2022 it's, it, it's, it's where the content gets real fun. It's where we like go on internet, deep
0: dives, looking at the Los Angeles times or getting on the Rams wire podcast and listening to
1: see if Tyler Higbee is going to be back in time for it's, off season work. We bring, you know, <laughs> Bruce and Dylan in here just to hear them yell at each other about, you know, Steelers versus Cowboys and stuff like that. I, mean, I think we should make that one a pay-per-view that paper. Yeah. We'll, we'll put them in a ring. After about five minutes, we'll throw a knife in there, and we'll see who comes out standing.
0: <laughs> All righty, let's get let's get this thing back on the train. So, the Los Angeles Rams. wait on the train. Let's get this back on the track. Nope, it's already gone. Get the gone. train back on the track.
1: It's already gone. Keep moving. We're past this.
0: <laughs> the uh, The Rams won twenty three to twenty against the Cincinnati Bengals. Matthew Stafford had a pretty good game. He was 26 to 40, 283, three touchdowns. He did have the two turnovers, which ultimately led to the Cincinnati Bengals 20 to 16 lead there. And they were leading with about five minutes left to go in that fourth quarter and could have potentially won this game. Uh, they were right there on the doorstep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Stafford also had three carries for six yards. He also had a missed catch. Um, Because they decided (laughs) to run Philly special because, you know, that's what everybody does now instead of the halfback. what the cool kids do, okay? It's what the cool kids do. Um, The running game was basically non-existent no matter how many times Sean McVay ran the ball. I feel like like Sean McVay was (laughs) pulling something like a Madden player
1: would do. He was being full-blown Mike Zimmer, okay? He was like, I don't care if it's not working, do it again,
0: And, you know, people were trying to theorize of talking about, oh, well, you know, he's trying to protect Matt and he's trying to set Cooper up on stuff. And I'm like, no, screw that. Let Matt throw it 55 times. Like, just look, (laughs) be like, for real, here it is. Stop Cooper cup, deal with it. (laughs) Like that's what they should have done. (laughs) But, you know, obviously I don't know what the heck I'm talking about because they won the game. So obviously Sean knew what he was doing. So Daryl Henderson had four carries for a whopping seven yards, uh, but he made up his uh, mustard during the game for three catches for 43 yards. Cam Akers got uh, got the uh, the bulk load of the carries. He had 13 carries for 21 yards. He also had three catches for 14 yards. And Sony Michelle, two carries, two yards, two-time Super Bowl champion. I did not even plan that. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool, <laughs> but also I hate that guy a little bit for it. <laughs> Uh, and then Super Bowl MVP, Cooper Cup. he had a carry for seven yards. He, he caught eight passes for 92 yards and two touchdowns. Nothing crazy, but he made the catches when you needed to make them. And especially after OBJ went out, it was it, the attention went even more so on him. And it didn't matter what you threw at him, bracket coverage, double coverage. It didn't matter. He was going to figure a way out of it. One of the best route runners in the NFL. OBJ had two carries for 52 yards before ultimately tearing his ACL there. He also had a touchdown and then Van Jefferson had four, uh, four catches for 23 yards. And then fun fact, his wife went in labor. She was carried out on a stretcher in the middle of the stadium. Could you imagine that? Like you're taking a, a, a test or something and, or either one of us were taking a certification test and they're like, sir, I don't mean to alarm you. I understand that you're in, hour three of the six hour certification here but your wife has been carried out of the room to the uh emergency room no big deal she's just going into labor
1: nbd nbd your kid is here <laughs> <laughs> by the way congratulations and you're just like oh, what? do i get, do i get to finish my test no if you leave your test is forfeited yeah basically <laughs> so clearly
0: i guess they waited to tell van i i never heard that part of it that's that would be my question is like so did you tell him in the middle of the game like (laughs) by the way but your wife was uh rushed to the uh the emergency room for uh, labor pains you know or do you keep that to yourself i I don't know um and then at yes the wide receiver who came in ben skronecki is that how you pronounce it
1: yeah. I don't know. Uh, number number
0: 18, he I think came it's
1: in Scronic Skaron-
0: Scronic. He had two catches for 12 yards. His presence was out there um one way or another and he kind of became the replacement there for OBJ. So good for him. And then this guy, the uh third string tied in, Rice and Hopkins. Uh he had four catches for 47 yards. Number 88, during the game, me and my buddies were calling him Mr. Hands because we couldn't read the the name on the back. We are just calling him Mr. Hands Hopkins. Uh, So I think that's going to stick. Hopefully, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, And then for the kickers, uh, Matt Gay had a (laughs) Philgo kick, uh, and he also was successful on – they're saying he was successful on both of his extra points. That's not true. He, no. he missed an well, extra point, so we found a I do, mistake I don't, there.
1: Do they count that one because it wasn't his fault? Like, he never kicked it. It was a missing field snap, okay. so therefore, it, like, it wasn't his doing that. They didn't get that extra point. I feel like this goes back to the punt yardage. <laughs> Does it count towards? <laughs> yeah. No, Sorry, I didn't doesn't. mean to
0: open that can of worms. So I
1: mean, I didn't, didn't bother me at all. I'm not the one complaining about it.
0: Anyways, um, and then for the Bengals, uh, the, the Bengals fought valiantly. Um, so Joe Burrow was 22 of 33, 263 yards and a touchdown. He also had two carries for three yards. Joe Mixon had a uh, completion for six yards and a touchdown. That was pretty fun to watch. He had 15 carries for 72 yards, and then he also had five catches for a yard. I don't even know how that's possible, and I don't want to know how. <laughs> Just go <laughs> watch the questions. game. Uh, Chris Evans came in for a hot second he had a catch for three yards and I thought um Samaji Pirine had a carry, but I he guess did because he,
1: he got stuffed on third and short because Aaron Donald stuck out an arm and literally just pulled him down. okay well they're not
0: uh, showing him on here um so anyways um T Higgins had the uh, top yardage for the wide receivers he had four catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Of course, everyone will remember that huge catch against Jalen Ramsey. Um, and then Jamar Chase. Mm, Jamar <laughs> Five catches for 89 yards, which, by the way, that that one that he caught over Jalen where he just oh, like that acrobatic catch, my God. It, it brought back chills from the national championship game because Joe looked at him was like, yeah, F it. I'm throwing it to Jamar. It was that because it was a crucial point in the game because at that point I think um, – the Rams were up 10 to nothing or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was a gotta have it drive. Like you couldn't have walked away into, you needed at least three points. Like you need to let your defense rest a little bit. And, yeah. and, and that totally happened. I'm just
0: like, oh my gosh, he's going to do it. Like I was, that was the feeling you were having for the majority of the game. In my opinion, I was like, they're going to do this. Joe is going to do this. This is awesome.
1: Like, like I said earlier, if you go back and watch that fourth down play, Jalen Ramsey's on the ground like 10 yards behind Jamar chase who was wide flipping open for a walk-off touchdown. Unfortunately it didn't happen, but story for another day.
0: Story for another day. And then Tyler Boyd, he had he caught five of his six targets for 48 yards and that missed third down catch. Oof. Huge.
1: Oof. That one hurts. Huge That's his the first bonus. drop
0: all season. That's absurd. Cause he is Mr. Mm. Hands. He doesn't that have hurts. the top end speed. You know, he doesn't have the top vertical, but he has the surest hands, in my opinion, for the Bengals. Um, Man. And then uh, CJ Uzama. 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 You know, fighting. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) He was fighting through a knee injury. It was amazing with the fact that he was out there. Definitely the leader of this team. I know Joe is becoming that leader of the team, but overall, CJ was the heart and soul of this team. Yeah. Um. So it was good to see him out there. And then Evan McPherson. Dude, dude snuck in to watch the halftime show, which, by the way, uh, the halftime show wasn't too bad. Uh, it was I really good. liked it.
1: it was, well, my it thing, was it, was, it was, it was different. Pretty, it was nostalgic. It was oh, to yeah. point. It was good.
0: Well, when they started playing California, I was like, uh oh, are they about mm. to, is Tupac about to make his return? I was like, Tupac. <laughs> I was, I was joking around. I was like, T- Tupac is going to come out of hiding. He's going to be like, uh-uh. what's up. I've been alive the entire time.
1: <laughs> it's like, surprise. I have I've been freaking college <laughs> <laughs> basically,
0: but yeah, Evan McPherson, he, he dude's got ice water in his veins. He, uh, two, two of two on his field goals. And of course, two of two on his extra points. You're probably thinking it's like, uh, when they kick that field goal, you know, Joe comes off the field extremely distraught after that, uh, pick that Stafford had thrown where they had
1: gotten that turnover there. Mm.
0: If it was, if it was a touchdown, if they were able to score a touchdown, it would have been Mm. 24 to 16 at that point. Yeah.
1: Like there's, there's a lot of what ifs and situations we could run through. Like there's penalties that were missed on pretty much every drive that would have changed the face of the rest of the game. So, I mean, you just kind of have to play it as it is looking at you, people whining, AKA typically Cowboys fans. (gasps) Who said that in this room? How
0: dare you, Oakley? (laughs) And then the other gentleman who had a catch was Mike Thomas. He had one catch for 17 yards. So obviously it was a big play there. Um, But yeah, that, that was the name of the game. Jacob, what was the three biggest things that stood out to you
1: overall win, lose, or draw? Okay. One biggest thing, the Bengals during the off season, their prices are going to be all elevated. Jamar Chase is untouchable. I really think you won't, you don't want to trade, what would it take to get Jamar Chase? Because I, like, my wife was like, "So, what would it take for someone to trade Jamar to get Jamar Chase from you?" I literally was like, "You know what? It's going to require absolute, like, three first-round picks, three second-round picks, and a player at a minimum." And no one's paying that. Uh, but, but what if was, I would? You wouldn't. But what if I would? I wouldn't accept <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm still hoping all of those picks and stuff turns into half of Jamar. Um, but so that's that's my one storyline. Is I think the Bengals in the off season, like you're gonna want to try to acquire all these pieces because what if? But they're gonna be super expensive. Even Joe Mixon, I mean, like next year, God forbid they upgrade the offensive line and then holy crap, they get better. Yep. Uh, then another thing, and I know everyone's like, but you're a canmaker's truther. You 100. I'm a canmaker's truther. And it's not because he's on my roster, okay? Because I want him in stranger danger, but don't have him. <clears throat> I really think that next year Cam Akers is still going to be fine. People are going to say, well, look at what he did in the playoffs. It was bad. Okay, yes. But in one of the biggest spots on the season, like he gets back from an Achilles tear. Let me say that again. Achilles tears. Achilles tears. Deonta Foreman tore his Achilles back in like 2013 and we're just, or not 2013. I apologize too far ago. It was like 2016 and we're just now seeing him in the league again. Okay. He came back, came back, I believe it was six months later. He got eight opportunities against uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Then against the Cardinals. I mean, he had 18 opportunities against them. Then the Buccaneers, he had 27 opportunities Against them, against the Bengals, he had 16 opportunities, and this is with a, you know Daryl Henderson in the Super Bowl. This is with Sony Michelle and those other games. So I I still think personally that he is still their guy, and he mm-hmm. kind of gets a little bit of a pass because he's still coming back from a typical career-ending injury. Right. So next season and redraft draft him still like the second round, third round because he will be I think of value if you get him in one of those two spots. Uh, and no, once again, not as a Cam Akers truther, just as an observation, observationalist with what has happened. Okay. I got no shame with that.
0: Yeah. Um, and let's go through our top Super Bowl fantasy performer picks um, from last week. So we both picked Joe Burrow as the quarterback. I think Joe played a terrific game with what he was given with the hand that he was dealt. Yeah. There was a couple of throws there. Yeah. He was sacked a ridiculous amount, but I don't blame that on him. I actually applaud the defensive strategy that the, the Rams started playing with, which was, all right, we're going to run some Texas stunts here. We're going to bring Vaughn around and try to get some one-on-one matchups for Aaron Donald on the weakest, relatively speaking, the weak the weak link of the offensive line, which in this case was the right guard, Mm -hmm. or at least that's what everyone kept saying. On the uh, the prompter, you, you can say what it was. I, I feel like if you, I don't care who you are. If you get a one on one matchup against Aaron Donald, oh my there's, God, there's a good chance
1: he's going to get through. I I so I'm so questioning. Like I agree, and why didn't they double team him <laughs> on a fourth and one, the most important play of the game? You leave him one on one. I'm just like guys, you find ninety nine. I need two of you guys on him all the time.
0: Well, I mean, you can make the same argument for Cooper Cup, but I feel like the bangles
1: doable yeah. with the defensive linemen.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's definitely going to sting them and it's going to be in their mind for a while. And so it's going to be interesting to see what the Bengals do far as, you know, are they going to have that super bowl slump next year? Same thing with the Rams, you know, is there going to be a super bowl slump? There's a lot of turnover in the NFL. Um, seeing how both these teams bounce back, you know, hearing the, uh, the, the news about Joe Burrow talking about, you know, he's talking to Kurt Warner and, you know, don't let it sting for too long. That's the biggest issue with a lot of teams. And in the next year is you can't let it sting too long. Use it to motivate you for the next season. So I'm really expecting good things out of Joe uh, for next year. And I know a lot of people are, um, so he'll be interesting to see there, Definitely. but I think, I think Joe had a great game. Uh, speaking of Joe, I had Joe Mixon at running back. You had Cam Akers at running back from a statistic standpoint, Joe what? had the better game than Cam, but I think Cam from a team perspective had the bigger impact than Joe, in my opinion.
1: What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I still think Joe Mixon had the better game all around. I, I think like it was surprising how much wiggle room he found. And he uh, did. He, it was like, he, Oh my yeah, gosh, it he was, was like getting your chunk first. plays. <laughs> exactly. He was getting those chunk plays. And so that, that kind of impressed me. And that's, that was mostly, I think in the first half. And so, That's when I started to see most of the hope, like, wow, the Bengals could actually do this because they're opening lanes. But closed off in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, What I wanted to do was scream at the television and go,
0: Zeke, are you watching this? This is what you're (laughs) supposed to do when the offensive line collapses: is you find the 18 inches of daylight, as Gale Gale Serres used to say. Give me 18 inches of daylight and I'll find a way. Uh yeah, with but- Zeke, it's like you need a double wide trailer to be able to get through there now. Yeah, it's because he
1: has the acceleration of a Prius that's missing half of their pistons.
0: Because he eats so much fast food.
1: <laughs>
0: and there seems to be a car alarm going off.
1: I hear can't that? hear it.
0: Nope, it's fine. Okay. Well, I hear a giant it's car just alarm.
1: alarmed by my Zeke concept because you're in Texas.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, for real. Um, and then of course at wide receiver. You had Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, nothing wrong there. And I had Jamar Chase. We said whoever reached 100 was going to be able to win the game. We were both wrong on that. (laughs) They neither. Cooper was closer. Cooper was closer and he had both touchdowns. And, you know, for for him and the Rams, he was the cog that made that uh, will go. Yeah. and um jamar was too it wasn't like jamar had a crappy game he had five catches for all. 89 yards um in fantasy that's like what 13 points he still had a pretty pretty darn 8. good game Eight
1: point nine plus it's like 12 points which is solid you're never going to complain about that no a non-zero <laughs> exactly <laughs> the hunter winfro
0: exactly uh and then it tied in i had tyler higby Obviously, he didn't play, but I also put down Drew Sample. He didn't make an effort, and then you had Drew Bland. So both of our tight ends were as, you know, wing like and a miss. Toss-up, and then the defenses, I think deep, both defenses, the Bengals and the Rams, both played terrific. Um, it was a great defensive game. It, um, granted, you know, the game ended up being in the 20s, but it wasn't like we were watching the the defenses of the midway from the early 2000s yeah. or something. Where everything was holding, and if you ran across the middle, you're getting destroyed. <laughs> I think it's the exact game that the NFL was wanting. They got it. They obviously didn't want a replay of last year or Super Bowl 53 for that matter, where it's mm. you know deadlock at three to zero going into the fourth. <laughs> you <laughs> know? So um yeah, I think overall it was a terrific game. Uh both defenses played well. Congrats to the Rams, congrats to you on your um prediction
1: in august mother freakers at the rams would win the dub get in line boy oh dab, going for two next year
0: yep yep and of course i'm sure you'll hear about our picks in august again this year but of course yep. we have a lot to get underway uh got a lot of work man we're uh we're already a couple of weeks behind in my opinion for next season Oh, we are? Oh,
1: yeah. Hot crap. Better, hot, better actually try now. Better, oh, no. better get
0: after it. Um. But yeah, we just want to say thank you to everyone that's been listening to us for this first season. 73 episodes, Jacob. I mean, who would have ever thought that we would be at 73 episodes over a thousand total plays? Just a couple of dudes, a couple of misfits.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the one that gets me is the over a thousand plays. And I'm very thankful for the people who showed up and, you know, listened weekly and, you know, yelled at their radios whenever I said Lamar Jackson sucks that, you know. Jamar Chase is the best player on the face of the planet that Jalen hurts is garbage. The Cowboys tears are just like lifeblood for me. Thank you for continuing to stick with us through all the shenanery, the mayhem, the internet dropouts and all that fun stuff. Uh, It was definitely a good time. And we're definitely got some stuff in the works to improve upon next season. And by next season, I mean, next week Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah, We're we're taking six days off and then we're getting right back at it. (laughs) We're just trying to find ways to make the podcast better. So if you have any ideas, please, I'm going to just jump into this. Send us an email at the.misfit.ff at gmail.com or send us a message on Twitter at Misfit underscore FF, where we'll answer all of your offseason dynasty questions, um, you know, trade questions, commissioner questions, how to make my league better. What do I wear to work tomorrow? uh, Do I make this trade? Do I not make like we're here for it all. Okay, we live and breathe football. Now that football is not off with an asterisk, you know, not still going on with an asterisk because the USFL is starting, I think like February 22nd. The draft me- is, yep. And because yeah. I'm an addict, I will be paying attention to it. Um, I, I will
0: too. I will
1: too. <laughs> but but thank you guys very much once again for being along with us. It's it's, it's been fun
0: been a lot of fun yeah and especially if anyone knows any like cheap video editing techniques because (laughs) you're
1: a cheap video editor
0: (laughs) yeah yeah we're we're uh we're a podcast on a duct tape budget right now so (laughs) (laughs) we have a budget Uh, exactly that's what i mean um i thought that was a saying i guess i guess i'm the only one that that said that anyways whatever sounds good to me yeah it, it is what it is but yeah um we're gonna get right after it season two kicking off next week um, we're going to start talking about the off season, um, early forecast for free agency with the the league new season getting underway. Early March, we'll be watching that. I don't know if I will be up at midnight. Jacob may be up at midnight. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be on the phone trying to figure out if uh, Von Miller is
1: going to be re-signing or. Yeah, I'll, I'll be calling all the coaches and you'll pulling all the connections. Like, hey. Uh, so given the detail on Von Miller's contract and Aaron Donald, are they gonna be back with the Rams this year?
0: Yeah. And who knows? We may be able to to meet some Cincinnati Bengals
1: through a friend of a friend of a mother. Maybe there's there's a possibility. <laughs> there is it. There, and the thing is, is we're not being facetious. There is a real possibility. Okay. It's it's possible. It's it's a little far-fetched, but it's it's possible. We'll keep it out there. We never thought we'd
0: do a podcast, but but here we are. That's true. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, please listen, subscribe, give us a five-star rating wherever podcasts are downloaded. Uh, And if there is a platform that you do listen to on the regular that we're not on, please let us know. We are trying to update some different areas. So uh, please give us a shout either in the sleeper app, the discord. Yeah, that's right. We do have a discord. Um, If you're not on it, let us know about it either through the email or the Twitter that Jacob talked about. Uh, And yeah, hope you guys all have a safe week and we'll see everyone back here next week. Um, Do you have anything else, sir?
1: Uh, Nope. Just once again, thank you very much as I stall for time, because I think I'm about to get a trade come through. There it is. Taylor, (laughs) look at your phone. There Uh, it is. uh, Kelton. Thank you. Of course, Kelton's getting crazy. He, he said, listen, in his defense, he did say in the chat earlier this year that he wants to get crazy. Wow. I, I like it. Wow. I hope people listen to this part. Do we I want mean, to I'll, save this for next week? Nah, we'll we'll get into <laughs> it real quick. 30 seconds. All right. All right. I traded Tyree Kill and I acquired Chris Godwin in two seconds from next year. Golly. Hey, I just shot the text and he said yes. Uh, the thing about this is is Tyree kill like this could blow up in my face because Chris Godwin is coming off of an ACL tear he is a free agent he could be going wherever he wants to go which could be great could be horrible I have my own thoughts and beliefs on Tyree kill like I think he's getting close to this to the hill I think he's about to start rolling down and takes one injury blah 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 let's no other back catalog because I've said it a couple times so I've been shopping him and I feel like this is the best offer I'm gonna get I'm all right with it. I got draft capital. I got ammunition. Let's make some moves, baby. Taylor, you look stoked about this trade. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. The, the only
0: reason is because I, you had also sent me a trade for, for Tyreek Hill, but I, I wasn't willing to
1: pull the trigger. You, you, were, you were working the phones. If it's any consolation, I, have, I had Tyreek Hill in six trades to six separate managers, but Kelton was the one who actually responded with dialogue so this is for all you other dinguses out there. So I, I was open for whatever. No, whatever. You're fine. I send you a text. <laughs> you respond. Everybody else. Come on. Respond. Because you could have Tyree Kill on your roster right now. That's true. Uh, and, and we'll probably
0: go over that. Dynasty League owners etiquette, you know, communication. That, that will 100
1: <laughs> be an early offseason topic because it's something that burns and chaps my hide commissioner's corner we haven't had one in a while that that'd be a good I, thing to kick off we this can season. get a commissioner rant okay we can do that we can do it
0: all righty well with that we're now officially going to close out this <laughs> season way to way to close it out on a bang there
1: there we go there, there we go. go just did it for the brand
0: and like uh binging netflix we'll see everyone here next week for season two kickoff season two let's do it <laughs> adios